Hello friends and fellow Mississippians. I am honored that you're here and ask that you please give me just seven minutes of your time so I can tell you a little bit about myself, why I'm running for United States Senate, and just what is at stake for both Mississippi and our country. For those of you that don't know me, my name is Dan Eubanks. I was a business owner for 15 years until I felt called into ministry, and for the last 20 plus years I've served as a youth and young adult pastor, a campus pastor, and for the last eight years I've had the honor of representing you in the Mississippi House of Representatives. Candidates come and go, challengers will rise, voters will be pandered to on the campaign trail, but until any individual is tried by the fire of actually serving in office and the temptations of power and all of its trappings, everything is just talk. It's the reason that we are so cynical about those who get elected. They say one thing on the campaign trail, but almost always become something completely different after winning. I can stand before you here today and say that I have fulfilled every campaign promise that I've ever made. I have not been bought by special interest. I've held true to my principles and to those whom I represent. And I have fought like a warrior to protect our families, our constitutional freedoms, our finances, and our American way of life. It is, in fact, the very reason I have earned the moniker from many folks of you can bank on Eubanks. Since my first year of public service, I have remained in the top 3% of the entire Mississippi legislature in national conservative rankings. That's all 174 reps and senators in our state. Next year, after the statewide elections, as rated by the American Conservative Union, I will have the highest lifetime average conservative rating of anyone serving in public office in our state. I say this just to let you know that I've got a track record. It's not hot air or unproven empty promises. I haven't and will not be co-opted or bought. My duty has been to God and country first, but most importantly, to you, my fellow Mississippians. Ending the Republican political careers that are funding endless war policy. Welcome to Training Tuesday here on the Rob Manus Show, live on Patriot.tv and in our X Spaces live audience. Folks, in a vote of 66 to 33, the Senate broke the final filibuster on the $95.3 billion Ukraine foreign aid package. Remember those words. The bill that was stripped of U.S. border security funding, setting up its final passage as early as Tuesday. That's this evening, folks. The vote exposes a deep divide within the GOP, with Mitch McConnell among its biggest boosters and Speaker Johnson threatening to ignore it and siding with Trump. The Republicans who voted in favor of it, I'm going to list them here for you because our guest today has got something to say about one of them. Capito, Cassidy, our friend from Louisiana that voted to convict President Trump. Collins, Ernst, Grassley, Kennedy, McConnell, Moran, Murkowski, Romney, Rounds, Sullivan, Thune, Tillis, who thinks you're dim-witted, by the way, Wicker, Young, and Cornyn. That's right. Those are the Republican senators who don't really care about what you and I think. In fact, McConnell and Tillis say that you and me, the base of the party, well, we just don't know enough about the issue of Ukraine because we don't have the intelligence briefings that a U.S. senator has, or we're just too dim-witted to know what is important. Well, Roger Wicker has earned primary opponents in his bid for re-election coming up on March 12th and weeks away. We had one of them on already uh, this week, just yesterday, and today our guest is the other candidate. You just heard from him, Dan Eubanks, a state representative 
for Mississippi's House District 25 in West DeSoto County and candidate for U.S. Senate. Dan, welcome to the Rob Manus Show. It's good to be here. Well, man, uh, I only wanted to play part of your uh, video from your website because uh, you do such a good job at telling people who you are uh, and why they should believe that you will do what you say. Uh, but why are you running against Wicker specifically is the first question I have for you. Go right ahead. Well, that's a, that's a good question. And in fact, it's kind of multifaceted. One of them is it doesn't take uh, somebody looking very deeply to see how often Roger Wicker votes with the Democrats and votes against Americans. He, he's not an America first. He's not an Americans first. And you can see that in the way that he that he votes. And um, there's all of that. And in, in, in the fact that he doesn't represent me and hasn't for a long time, and he doesn't represent most of the Republicans that I know across the state. And so I had that going on and and uh, I, I was feeling a pull into this race. Prayed a lot about it with my wife for about a year. We kept fleecing God. It kept coming back. No, this is what you got to do. And I was like, well, Lord, I don't know how that's possible. This guy's been a 30-year member of the swamp, and he's he's got more special interest money than anybody on the planet. But he said, no, I, I call you to be faithful. I don't call you to be successful. You let me worry about outcomes. And so this is a, as much of a leap of faith for me as it is trying to save the country and the republic that I love. I want my children and your children and our children's children to have what we had growing up. And, and it doesn't take a rocket scientist to, to read the writing on the wall and realize we are, we are heading down a path of destruction at the current rate. And Roger Wicker is a big part of that path. Yeah, it's unfortunate, uh, really. I mean, I mean, the man has served his country. He's in the Air Force, uh, in the Air Force Reserves, I believe, uh, you know, uh, just like I serve my country and you and you're serving your state your country now uh but it's not about personality it's not personal uh the way i i mean i've i've met you in person uh, just as i've met colonel burton who was on my show yesterday uh and both of you gentlemen are are just very concerned about the fall that is coming what what do you think will ultimately cause that uh fall off a cliff well, I mean, there's a whole lot of things. You've got the border for one, which, uh, you know, a nation is only as sovereign as its border. And and take a look at ours. It's wide open. So what does that say about our nation? And it's not just it's not just Latinos looking for a better life that are coming across that border. There are there are scores of people that mean to do us harm that hate us that are now deeply embedded in our country. And I fear that we will rule the day of. Uh, when they we didn't do anything and the, and the, and the border was yeah. left wide open we cared more about sending a almost a quarter trillion dollars now dedicated to the ukraine border and leaving ours wide open so uh, i think it's that i think it's the debt you cannot it is impossible to kick the can forever and and if you follow where we're at as a, as a nation 34 trillion in debt almost 200 trillion in unfunded liabilities you know that is that is unsustainable. That's that's close to eight hundred thousand dollars per man, woman, and child in our country, and so the day of reckoning is coming if we don't put men and women of of courage and of a backbone who put America first for once and does does the hard things and makes the hard choices to ensure that that we exist and continue to exist as a republic. Oh, you're absolutely right, and you know, just to bring it home to uh, I know you know these numbers, but for our audience. Uh, uh, 
uh, uh, is an organization called FAIR, F-A-I-R, and at fairus.org, you can find each state's uh, uh, flyer that talks about how much illegal aliens cost that state and down to the individual level, you know, and, and the latest numbers show that, that $187.6 million comes out of Mississippi state budget to support illegal aliens in this state. And there's over 34,000 estimated illegal aliens in our state. So uh, it's not just a national security issue. It's a state security issue, isn't it, Dan? Absolutely. Absolutely. And, you know, I've actually submitted two pieces of legislation this session in the Mississippi legislature. Um, one of them is a House Concurrent Resolution number 20. It, it basically affirms the state's rights to defend themselves. It calls out the federal government's um, dereliction of duty when it comes to defending states from invasion, foreign invasion. I don't know how you could not say that Texas has not been invaded. Uh, you know, you've got nine to 10 million people that have come across that border in the last several years. Um, they are facing a full-on, full-scale invasion. And it also calls for our governor to stand in solidarity with uh, Governor Abbott and uh, mm -hmm. and even for our National Guard to lend and stand side-by-side -side uh, in defending the border. And then I've got one more. It's a, a House Bill 931, which makes it a state crime to be in Mississippi if you're in our country illegally. And it sets forth a process to deport, not at an expense to us, but It is the state's place like to stand ahead, up man. and fight. It's the state's place to stand up and, and take over. If if they're not going to do anything, we have to. We're the last line of defense. Oh, absolutely right. You know, and uh, uh, Roger Wicker, I don't believe he's done much to help us secure our southern border, has he? Uh, uh, I mean, I know he's pursuing a, a Trump uh, endorsement right now. That's the, the rumors going on out there. But uh, uh didn't he vote against building the wall at some point, or am oh, I wrong that, that, on that? Yeah, no, you're absolutely right. And and Trump supporters will remember back when President Trump was trying to secure our southern border, it was Roger Wicker and a handful of, of Republicans that sided with Democrats and fought him on that. Now, you wouldn't know that by the $2.5 million worth of ads he's purchased here in Mississippi that's like, you know, Roger Wicker, tough on the border. You know, he's got the Finish the yeah. Wall Act, which isn't funded, which is about 10 million illegals too late. And, you know, everybody becomes a conservative when they when they're running for office. And it's it's almost laughable that that that's the narrative he's trying to push. And sadly, because he has the 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 megaphone and the dollars to to, to feed it. A lot of people are going to fall for that, but a lot of people are waking up too. I mean, I've gone over the whole state talking to groups, and it's unanimous almost. Uh, people are saying it's time for him to go. Well, that's why I started the hashtag anybody but Wicker uh, just yesterday <laughs> afternoon uh, after listening to Colonel Burton and now you. Uh, more affirmative than ever that we need a formal campaign, anybody but Wicker, folks. You guys use that hashtag when you share the space. Uh, let's go over to the Spaces live audience and take a question uh, from them before we have to go to our first break. Go ahead, Cat and Shell. Anybody got a question over there? I'm sure you do. Um, nobody actually has their hand up. I'm trying to think of one, and I can't believe for once in my life I don't have a question right this second. I know. Don't faint. Um, so I actually do. Oh, wait. I take it back. John has a question for you. There you go. 
Hey, thank you. Uh, good afternoon. Thank you, Colonel. Um, Thanks. Yeah, Dan, I got a question for you. Um, okay. If you look at all the polls, it looks like the majority of Americans don't want to give any more money to Ukraine, want a little bit for Israel, but they want a whole bunch for our southern border. We just voted a bill with zero American. Our money, our taxpayer money is going overseas, and we're not going to help anybody, homeless, homeless vets, anybody. What in the world, if you get elected and go there, what can you do uh, to represent not only Mississippi, but the interests of all Americans? Well, I, I completely agree with that sentiment as well. The, uh, you know, there's, there's a couple different responsibilities of anybody that serves in Congress or the Senate. One of them is to take care of their constituency. That's a primary role. But the other one is you have a bully pulpit. You can, you can speak loud and clear and call things out. And, um, and obviously voting is, is one of those as well. Well, yeah. So the, um, I, I believe that we've got to start calling it out these folks that that have sold out the american public you know it's a crying shame that that we would be into the ukraine now going up to a quarter trillion dollars and we're going to tell our senior citizens that depend on medicare uh, that well, sorry your rates are going up or oh hey we're going to cut benefits or hey by the way the rest of the population you'll be 70 before you can retire and and we care for and our veterans too we care for everybody else at the expense of our own population there's a there's a verse in the bible that says he that doesn't care for his own is worse than an infidel. And I, I would submit to you that any elected politician who does the bidding of the globalist over their own citizens is, is that, that moniker fits them. That label fits them. They're worse than an infidel. You are, you are elected to represent your people. And when you start representing everything but the interest of your people, it's wrong. And so not one red cent for the southern border, but $95 billion more dollars to feed the war machine? I'm sorry. It, it, and I think people are waking up to it. They're starting to say, wait, this isn't right. We're borrowing money from China, basically, is what it amounts to, yep. and giving it away to, to some of these nations to fight wars. You're absolutely right, Dan. And we've got to take our first break. But uh... Uh, we'll hear from uh, Senator Wicker's colleagues, a bunch of them, when we come back from this break, and we'll continue this discussion about this bill that funds $95 billion for Ukraine and not the United States uh, of America, especially our southern border. I'm Rob Manus on Patriot.tv Live. We'll be right back. The world is about to shift. Banks are going cashless globally with the emergence of central bank digital currency, which will bring with it programmable money and the ability to turn on or off your purchasing power based on your digital social profile. It's like the equivalent of spyware in your bank account. You need to get out of the system with the world's safest and most private assets, silver and gold. Call Kirk Elliott, Ph.D. at 877-547-5743. That's 877-KIRK-PHD. We have to kill this bill. It's a plot against Donald Trump. It's a plot against Republican voters, and we have to stop it. It's getting out of hand. The, the, the people up here are trying to uh, de divide our country. And you saw 18 Republican senators join with all but one Democratic senator in order to propel that bill forward. Now, in the bill that is being debated right now on the Senate floor, 
there are golden handcuffs because it doesn't just fund Ukraine in 2024, it also funds Ukraine in 2025 and 2026. Well, this weekend, we saw the military-industrial complex moving in full force to push through something, push through something that enjoys the support of every Democrat in the United States Senate. But the Democrats and a bunch of neocons on the Republican side, they want to send money so bad. I, I, I've never seen anything like it. They want to send money so bad to a losing cause, which is Ukraine. That bill is about $8 billion worth of economic assistance to Ukraine that can and will be used to fund the salaries of Ukrainian bureaucrats and other government employees in Ukraine. We know that the very same foreign policy wisdom of the last 30 years, it's not the wisdom of the World War II generation. It's the wisdom of never-ending war in Afghanistan, yes. never-ending war in Iraq, lying about weapons of mass destruction, starting a war in Syria that we had no business involved in. It is the logic of perpetual warfare, not of any sort of patriotic stance. Uh, we've all gone mad. We're, so we're borrowing money, printing money, impoverishing the American people so we can pay for all of this stuff in Ukraine. We're in tough times, Charlie. I don't know what's going to happen to our country or, you know, the taxpayers, the citizens, and, and really even our allies. This thing has been negotiated in secret by a tiny handful of senators to the exclusion of the American people and not giving the, 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 uh, the people's elected lawmakers in the Senate. Welcome back to the Rob Mana Show at Patriot.tv Live and at X Spaces. Our live audience uh, just had a question uh, a few minutes ago uh, before the break for our guest, who is a state representative from Mississippi, Dan Eubanks, who more importantly is one of two strong challengers to Senator Roger Wicker in this primary that Election Day comes up on March 12th, folks. March 12th. You need to flag that day. And go vote. If you're not going to be available, you can go vote early. Uh, we do have early voting here in, in Mississippi. Uh, so make sure you get your ballot cast if you're going to vote for Dan Eubanks or uh, his, uh, his brother, challenger, uh, uh, Gannon Burton, retired U.S. Marine colonel. Well, Dan, uh, that was a montage from Charlie Kirk's show. Charlie Kirk actually specifically called Wicker out in his show yesterday uh, and uh, uh, it looks like uh, his turning point action might be going to come into this primary uh, and maybe uh, provide some help to you guys to get this one of you get him in a runoff uh, because this is a runoff state. Uh, more importantly, though, uh, on the subject of the bill they were talking about and the endless war policies, I think J.D. Vance did a really good job uh, of laying out all of the, the missteps and, uh, and nefarious moves throughout ever since at least Iraq, uh, the Iraqi freedom uh, debacle, that really highlights why the American people and the people of Mississippi are really fed up with this stuff. Uh, and they're fed up with Republicans that they send to the U.S. Senate and the U.S. Congress not following what they say is needed and not following what the intel says is needed. And the biggest threat to the United States of America is this southern border invasion. But you couldn't tell that by looking at Wicker's uh, uh, press release he put out on this bill. The other thing you couldn't tell is he didn't mention that it was funding Ukraine at all in his press release. It's a very long press release. It doesn't even have the word Ukraine in it that I can see. If, if, if it does, somebody correct me. 
uh, and I'll correct it live on the show. But Dan, uh, this is really uh, two issue, two big issues in my mind. One is uh, they say they're addressing the national defense while we're having an invasion at the southern border. Over a hundred thousand Chinese military age males, estimated since Biden took office, have come into this country illegally. Uh, through various means, many of them through the southern border, some even flying in, and they're just running loose. 30,000 Turks have come in illegally, and Turkey is full of of Islamic Nazis uh, that follow the Ayatollah uh, and Hamas and those kind of folks. Uh, And and it goes on and on and on, not to mention the 100,000 Americans every year that are killed by fentanyl that comes from China uh, through the Mexican cartels that that nobody has the guts to put our special operations forces on to interdict and destroy those guys and stop that killer drug from coming into this country. You know, I don't know what people are telling Senator Wicker, but his days need to be numbered if he thinks that passing $95 billion is defending this country and and he even says it's to provide a deterrent to China, Russia, Iran, North Korea when... Russia's not deterred. North Korea's not deterred. Iran's obviously not deterred. Their people just killed three American soldiers uh, in Syria just the other day. And China, I don't believe, is deterred one bit. And we're going to see real soon that, that I'm right, unfortunately, because our deterrence has utterly failed both conventionally uh, and hopefully it won't fail nuclear, but it's failed conventionally and everybody knows it. Wicker's crazy, in my opinion, and so are his colleagues that say that I'm too dim-witted to understand. Your thoughts, Dan? Well, you know, uh, I, you got to first of all think that his statement is just his spin. He knows he knows how unpopular it is, and so of course he's not going to mention, you know, Ukraine or anything that he knows is a hot button issue. But I think what's even more dastard is like I I read an article and they were quoting Senator Vance about it is this notion that any president that comes in, this was directed towards President Trump, I I guarantee you, that he will not have the ability to either pause or use as a bargaining chip this funding, or he would be facing an impeachable offense. That's, that's, there's, there's more sinister stuff going on than just selling the American people out and giving away the the farm to fund these wars. And, and so uh, people should ask themselves, why shouldn't the president, because like, like he said, it's going to have funding that'll drift into 2025 and possibly even 2026. Why would we want to handcuff Donald Trump when he's our next president from being able to go in and say, hold on, I've got a bargaining chip here. You're going to have to listen. I'm going to bring some people to the table and we're going to try and, and find peace at whatever the cost. Why would we do that? And, and I'll tell you why we do that. We do it because if you remember while President Trump was in office, no new wars. The, the military industrial complex didn't like him very much. They were not making their billions upon billions of dollars. They want to make sure that cash keeps flowing because they're going to be the recipient of it. And we already know that Roger Wicker is one of the highest recipients of military industrial complex special interest money of anyone serving in D.C. So we need to we need to back up and we need to get that message out. We need people to realize that there's more going on here than just, you know, operating for special interests, there's there's an attempt here to handcuff uh, our future president from being able to be effective and do what everybody else wants, and that's to hopefully find and broker peace. 
Yeah, you're absolutely right. I, I will note for the audience that Dan is with us by phone only because he's driving thousands of miles around Mississippi, uh, and he's he's in a little town called West Point, uh, Mississippi. Yes, we've got our own West Point here in the great state of Mississippi, uh, and uh, we're saving some bandwidth by keeping him on audio only. Well, Dan, you're exactly right. Uh, I think uh, Vance called it golden handcuffs uh, because this funding goes out not just to 2025, but also to the end of 2026, and and that is how they would try to handcuff any president of the United States named Trump. Uh, uh, but I, I remind the audience again, the rumor has it that Wicker is trying to get Mr. Trump's endorsement and is proudly voting yes for this bill, uh, which weakens our national security, the exact opposite outcome that he and his 18 traitorous Republican colleagues uh, that voted for this thing are saying that their intent is. Well, you can lie all you want, especially uh, lying, as Dan said, uh, during the election year. Everybody becomes uh, a true believer, an America first person nowadays uh, when it comes to elections. They were Tea Party before, they were Reagan conservatives before that and all that, but they're all establishment politicians that will say and do whatever they want to, and they don't give a damn about your thoughts or your ideas even. I pointed that out in my opening monologue, that, uh, Dan. What do you think of those those words coming from McConnell and this Tillis guy, I think he's from North Carolina, uh, that says that, well, I just don't know enough. Now, I, now I have a three-decade-plus career in the United States Air Force and a, a bunch of that. Well, all of it was using operational intelligence, and, and a bunch of it was actually as an executive officer, uh, a leader over parts of the intelligence process uh, that belonged to the U.S. Air Force. So I think I know enough, uh, but Tillis was saying, I don't know enough because I don't get the intel briefings that a senator gets. Well, a senator is getting a watered-down version of whatever the administration wants to tell them, and the administration, in this case, and any other administration, always waters it down. Uh, because I've been involved in that process, too, when I was working at the Pentagon. Uh, so he's full of crap. He doesn't know what he's talking about. Uh, and uh, Roger Wicker is following people like this. Yeah, I mean, and, and here's the here's the sad reality. If you don't know enough about something to make a vote on it, then you should vote no. It's plain and simple. The... Uh, it, it's kind of like Benny Thompson uh, and the whole January 6th trials and, and, and theater that they put on. You know, they get to the end and Tucker Carlson releases all the video footage. And then suddenly Benny Thompson's like, well, we didn't see any of that. We didn't know. You know, it's it's like it's your job. You're being tasked with providing true justice and you're not doing it because you had access to. It, it, it boggles my mind that people will say, well, we got to pass the bill to see what's in it. If you don't know what's in it, if, if you don't, if it's been rushed through that quick, if, if you're like, well, we don't really know, you are making policy that is going to cause people to die. They may not be Americans. They may be Ukrainians and Russians. It may be Israelis or, uh, you know, Palestinians. But you are making policy that will cause people to die. You better know what you're voting on. And and it, and I just I hate that it's a cop out. Well, you know the bill's just so big. How could we know? Or it came at us so fast. How could we know? Vote no on it then. Hold it up. Stall it out till people have a chance to vet it. 
But that is not the way that we do things in, in, in the state level of government. It's definitely not the way we do things in the federal government because, you know, it's all about fast quick and uh you, you know you, you keep people in the dark like mushrooms you, you know you you feed them you know what and keep them in the dark it is it is no different for a lot of the folks in an, in, a, in congress and in leadership and and if they would start to say no we're all going to vote no till we've had time to thoroughly vet this until we're all included mm-hmm. in the conversation in the in the talks uh until they start doing that they're gonna the a handful of elites are gonna pass their agenda and push it on to to the, the rest of those serving and the rest of America. And so I don't buy it. Don't give me this. Well, we just didn't know. Well, why'd you vote for it then? Well, that's impossible for Senator Wicker. Folks, he is the senior Republican on the Senate Armed Services Committee. He's one of the people not releasing the information. That's why he could put a detailed press release out laying out all the spending and what it's for, except for admitting the truth that it's funding Ukraine and the Ameri- and not the southern border uh, to stop the invasion, which is our biggest threat next to China, okay? Uh, that is what he's doing, Dan. Well, we got to take our, our second break here. Uh, when we come back, we're going to talk more about this uh, and the implications because our manufacturing base is in the tank, folks. We've destroyed it over the last 30 years in how we've dealt with policy on China. And that is going to be a problem and is a problem that these Republicans are totally ignoring and putting us at risk. I'm Rob Manus at Patriot.TV Live. We'll be right back. When I grow up, I want to work for a woke company, like super woke. When I grow up, when I grow up, I want to be hired based on what I look like rather than my skills. I want to be judged by my political beliefs. I want to get promoted based on my chromosomes. When I grow up, I want to be offended by my coworkers and walk around the office on eggshells and have my words policed by HR. Words like grandfather, peanut gallery, long time no see, no can do. When I grow up, I want to be obsessed with emotional safety and do workplace sensitivity training all day long. When I grow up, I want to climb the corporate ladder just by following the crowd. I want to be a conformist. I want to weaponize my pronouns. What are pronouns? It's time to grow up and get back to work. Introducing the number one woke-free job board in America, redballoon.work. One thing that suggests to me is that GDP numbers are awfully fake. If you can't produce weapons to defend your own people, then you can't pretend that your economy is as strong as you might like to think. Unfortunately for Wall Street, we cannot fight wars with dollars and derivatives. We need weapons. We need bullets. We need artillery shells. We need missiles. And America doesn't make nearly enough of those. Not for our own security and certainly not enough to support both the Ukraine conflict and, God forbid, a conflict that might occur in East Asia. So let's specify that a little bit more. We're right now depleting critical munitions, missiles, artillery shells, and bullets faster than we can replenish them, and then we send them to Ukraine. I'm sorry, why does that make an ounce of sense for our own national security? Shouldn't we rebuild our own manufacturing capacity before we spend all of it on Ukraine? Shouldn't we make more of our own weapons and gain some self-sufficiency in weapons manufacturing before we send 
all of those resources to Ukraine? The answer of the United States Senate is apparently not. Welcome back to the Rob Manus Show at Patriot.tv Live. And we're talking hashtag anybody but Wicker with one of his primary opponents, state representative from Mississippi, uh, Dan Eubanks, today uh, about this just atrocious spending bill uh, that people like Roger Wicker are trying to say is improving the national defense and ensuring deterrence when the reality is deterrence is failing all around the world that the United States and her allies have, have relied upon for over four or five decades now, and the American people, more importantly, have relied upon it. And our southern border is being invaded by not just people wanting to come here for a better life, but terrorists narco-terrorists, Chinese military-age males, Turkish military-age males that come from a, what's a theocracy now. Don't let the fact that they're a NATO member fool you. It is a theocracy on the same level or worse than Iran's ayatollahs and their mullahs over there. So uh, nothing is good uh, that is happening because of this southern border invasion, Dan. Uh, but J.D. Vance there, Senator J.D. Vance, was really hitting on the manufacturing base issue of the United States. We don't have the manufacturing base to produce enough artillery shells to send to Ukraine, let alone replenish our stocks that were depleted in Afghanistan and Iraq that we've never replenished. And we're sending cluster bomb artillery shells to Ukraine. And nobody even on the left is rising up and saying, that's wrong. You shouldn't be dropping cluster bombs all over the place uh, in a in a, a uh, war like that where you are destroying cities and towns left and right uh, in a style like World War One and World War Two now. Uh, and uh, it's just the hypocrisy is, is astounding, but worse, knowing that they've destroyed our manufacturing base over 30 or 40 years of really crappy policy, especially with China and the trade, uh, trade issues and not conducting themselves in, from America first policy perspective like Donald Trump did and is going to do again when he wins. They won't even admit it. They just keep pushing more money out the door and saying, well, we're manufacturing them here in the United States. Well, we can't do it. How can you help us correct that and reestablish our manufacturing base so we don't have to be worried about our deterrence failing and seeing it? like we are right now, because they know we can't keep up if we get into a shooting war uh, around the globe or anywhere else. Well, you know, that's a good question. I want to say something about our military preparedness. I've got a buddy that's in the Guard. He was relaying a story to me about a unit that was going up to do artillery drills. I think it was in Kentucky or someplace like that. They get there, they go in the warehouse, there's no munitions. And they're, they're like, well, how are we supposed to do drills without munitions? We're, we're the, oh, well, it's all in the Ukraine. We are putting ourselves and our, our servicemen and women at a disservice by, by shipping it out faster than we can make it. And, and this whole idea that I, I, you and I were talking before the broadcast about Roger Wicker's statement, but even Joe Biden's made the same statement. It's like, oh, this is good for us to give the money away because it makes jobs in America <laughs> because we're going to be the ones building the bombs. And it's like... Well, that makes about as much sense as, hey, I need to go in debt and max out my credit card so that I can, uh, you know, so I can help people go back to work. And, and look, we all win. It, it doesn't work that way. And so, first off, we need to make sure that America 
is in a position to where she can defend herself first, first and foremost. It's like depleting our, our petroleum reserve. That was stupid. It, it is a strategic petroleum reserve for a reason. And when we, de when we de deplete our munitions and our ability to be uh, on, on top when it comes to any kind of military uh, conflict or, or altercation that we might be in, we're, what we're basically doing is killing American servicemen and women because they're not going to be having the resources they need to fight in a battle. So we should take care of our own first. And, uh, and if we don't have the capacity to make sure that we, we've got the stockpiles, we've got what we need so that our military is still the best in the world, then we don't need to be giving it away by any stretch, in my opinion. So that's got to be called out. And I think that, uh, you know, one of the things that we can do is we need to start shining a light on how it makes us unprepared as a nation um, to defend ourselves. And, and I think a rising tide lifts all ships. As people get more and more um, educated on what's going on, they're going to scream out louder and louder. I, I, I talked to a lady today who um, phone banked 500 something calls to Roger Wicker. And that was just in the one little town of Columbus, Mississippi. And, and so I got to believe that when people start getting upset and they start becoming aware, that's going to change behavior because politicians, they don't like the heat. And so we've got to turn up the heat. And if we don't, then we're almost culpable to, to selling our country out and, and, and ultimately setting ourselves up to where we can't even defend ourselves. We got to get rid of this DEI garbage and the, all of this woke narrative. You've served for 30 years. Thank you for your service. Um, but you know what's going on. I've heard you talk about it. This, this garbage, I, I have friends that serve in the guard, that serve full time in the military. And they're subjected to this garbage that they have to sit through this indoctrination, brainwashing stuff. And it's, it's the reason why they can't even fill their quotas. Now people don't want to go serve in a military where they feel like they're going to be indoctrinated and, and they're going to be used as a pawn and their life means nothing. It's just another, another way to feed a machine and make profits for somebody. You, you join the military because you love your country. You want to defend her. And, and, and so until we get the ship righted, uh, we're going to continue to have very low enrollment numbers. We're going to continue to be in a place where we, we cannot defend ourselves. Um, and we're going to be in a place where, you know, people don't even have a reason to be patriotic and want to defend our country. And so we've got to turn it around. Oh, you're absolutely right. And, and just folks, just so you understand how important it is that Roger Wicker be fired. Okay. Uh, the chairman of the Joint Chiefs today, General C.Q. Brown, was the chief of staff of the Air Force until he was approved. And Roger Wicker was aware of this. I told him. I'm going to tell you right now. I told him uh, this, so he was very aware of it, that, that C.Q. Brown had destroyed the readiness of the United States Air Force. It's in the Heritage Foundation's report from last spring. It's the lowest readiness that I've ever seen rating of my United States Air Force. I spent 32 and a half years keeping the readiness up to deter our enemies and then fighting them if we had to. Roger Wicker was aware of that. He's also CQ Brown, a DEI advocate. He, is he wants to destroy the U.S. Air Force's flying officer cadre because they have too many white men. And he signed a memo along with the Secretary of the Air Force demand, setting that as a goal. You don't hire to fly, fight, and win based on anything but merit 
or you're going to lose. That's why the Air Force's readiness is so far down, Dan. And Roger Wicker knew those issues. No matter what he says, you need to support Dan Eubanks or Gannon Burton. Pick one of them. Get this guy in a runoff because either one of these guys gets into a runoff with this man, uh, they're going to beat him. Anybody but Wicker. Hashtag anybody but Wicker. Here, here's Wicker's phone number in D.C., 202-224-6253. 202-224-6253. Call him and tell him you don't appreciate him damaging the national security of the United States. His press release starts with, my number one job is to ensure the national security of the United States. Well, you've got a major domestic internal defense problem that you've caused, Mr. Wicker. Hundreds of thousands of enemies of the United States are within our borders, untracked, unaccounted for. We have no idea what they're doing. And men like Dan Eubanks are going to stop you from doing that anymore and right this ship. Let's take a question from the audience, Dan. I'm sorry I went on a rant, man, but I am, I am amped up over this. This vote and the arrogance of this man to lie to the people of Mississippi and the American people saying he's doing... Good things for the national defense is absolutely despicable, and he needs to be thrown out on his ear. Go ahead, Cat. Uh, Shell, I see a hand up over there. Conservative Mega, go ahead. Yeehaw. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> definitely. Yeah, the question was, uh, uh, thank you, Mr. Eubanks, for uh, throwing your hat in the ring and doing what 99.9% .9 of us don't do. And uh, I feel for you and what you're going to have to go through, <laughs> but um, I will support you, get you in there however you can. So I think uh, uh, Colonel Rob Manus, I think he uh, just spelled it out what we can do, and maybe we can uh, post that in the pill or something, uh, Mr. Wicker's number, and we can, before we all forget, and, and this, this, is, this uh, space is finished, we need to call him up right now everybody get get going let's get his number in the pill and uh let's all call him before this is over and i want all the hands raised at the end of this at the end of this space and i want everybody to freaking have have him on speed dial maybe we can say the same message maybe we can post that in the pill and we'll say the exact same damn thing and uh that way he'll know who we are and who the space where it came from Thank you very much, uh, Colonel and Mr. Eubanks. Thank you, Kat. Thank you, Shell, for hosting this awesome space. Thank you. Bye. Well, thank you for your thanks uh, for your comments and your question. Uh, Dan, do you have anything? Because I'm going to move into this manufacturing thing and talk about how you're a co-founder of the Mississippi Freedom Caucus. Uh, so you have an understanding of business, the economy, uh, and how it relates to national security. Uh, and this manufacturing-based issue, we've been talking about it for years now. Uh, even before Donald Trump was uh, elected, but the pandemic really highlighted, you can't make an antibiotic in this country because most of the manufacturing is done in the People's Republic of China by the Chinese Communist Party. Uh, and uh, uh, we haven't even reestablished uh, medical and pharmaceutical manufacturing databases here. How can they expect us to be able to deliver on uh, weapons to anybody but ourselves, which are meant for our own national defense. Well, you know, and you, you, you've touched on a subject that is very important. We as a nation, we, we have the ability to have energy independence. We have the ability to be able to produce all of the munitions we need for our military. We have the ability to produce the medicines and the, uh, you know, vaccines and whatever it is 
But you're right. We farm it all out. We have gotten so dependent on China that they never had to launch a missile. They they slowly took us over by just taking over our economy. And and so we've got to, you know, one of the things that, that President Trump did when he slapped tariffs on a lot of things, it protected certain industries and it and it it re uh, ignited a desire for people to locate back in America to do manufacturing in America. And you know, an America that works and an America that has the ability to pro provide for itself is a strong America. Um, it, but no, the current regime just seems good with giving away as much as they possibly can. And so, uh, yeah, I mean, you, you are spot on on that assessment. We've got to, we've got to bring that stuff home. I think most people would be a little freaked out if they realize that some of the stuff that's being injected in them or that they're ingesting that their doctor gives them was made in China. Especially right now, after we've seen how they acted uh, with the COVID-19 outbreak and those kind of things. Well, then we've got to take our last break. Uh, when we come back, though, uh, we will be talking about Charlie Kirk's episode yesterday where he talked about Roger Wicker. I'm Rob Manus on Patriot.TV Live. We'll be right back. What if this happened to you when you're alone? Or what if it happened here? With MedGuard Alert, you're never alone. You can connect with medical professionals anywhere, anytime. And now MedGuard is introducing our exclusive new CareWatch. If you need help quickly, use it from anywhere to contact medical professionals. No cell phone required. The CareWatch is not only a life-saving medical alert device, it's a revolutionary health monitoring system that checks your blood pressure, heart rate, oxygen saturation, Duration and much more. And here's the best part. If you have Medicaid, you may qualify to get your care watch for free. The care watch is only available through MedGuard Alert. Call us right now. We have monitoring programs starting as low as a dollar a day. The call is free. Activation is free. Shipping is free. And no contract is required. Remember, with Medicaid, you may qualify to get your care watch for free. Don't wait. Call us to get your care watch right now. Operators are standing by. Keep the pressure on, by the way. I'm told by a special source that Roger Wicker is very nervous. The source texted me. Keep up the pressure. Roger Wicker is up in a couple months. Mississippi's a ruby red state. He needs to feel the heat. He, he is feeling the heat today. Everybody needs to call him. Roger Wicker, we're going to put up his number as well. They have taken advantage of Republican primary voters for so long. This is the Mitch McConnell playbook. The Mitch McConnell playbook is win in these comfortable red states, but don't actually govern in a conservative way. Don't govern to represent Republican voters. Don't actually put the country first. And by the way, not to mention, we're borrowing $2 trillion a year. We just have another couple hundred billion to throw around for Ukraine. What is the total figure? that we've spent on aid to Ukraine. Can somebody come on this program and tell me the exact number? Where has it gone? Where is the forensic audit? And why the urgency and the rapidity and the, the obsession for a foreign nation? What does success look like? And if you say the liberation of Crimea, you're a lunatic. If you say that success looks like the liberation of Crimea, you should be nowhere near elected office.
Welcome back to the Rob Maynard Show on Patriot.tv Live. Uh, we're talking with uh, Roger Wicker's primary opponent, Dan Eubanks, who's a state representative here by phone today. Uh, and Dan, thank you so much for joining us and, uh, and talking about these issues. That was Charlie Kirk there on his show yesterday, specifically uh, saying that Wicker is nervous. Uh, and you know what? He ought to be nervous because the people that vote in this state uh, for Republicans a lot of us want to throw this guy out on his ear and his vote this morning, early this morning, and the vote that will happen probably later tonight to approve this $95 billion of more Ukraine funding instead of stopping the invasion on the southern border has really got folks' attention. And that's the attention we need because this election is March 12th, folks. And uh, here's Wicker's phone number again. Call him today, 202 224 And if you go to Wicker's uh, Twitter page, the first post is the press release for his Ukraine uh, spending bill. And you can go read that. You won't find the word Ukraine anywhere in there because he knows that he's wrong for doing it. He knows he's trying to cover himself in the bail of protecting Americans' national security while there are hundreds of thousands of enemies of the United States and the American people in our own country, and we have an internal defense problem that no special operations operator would ever want to go into in a foreign country, and that's their mission, foreign internal defense, to help help people that are our friends uh, when they have an internal defense problem. These guys wouldn't even want to touch it if it was in another country. But we're all here and we're aware of it. And we're talking with Dan Eubanks today. Uh, Dan, uh, you know, Charlie is right. I think uh, Wicker is nervous. Uh, Like you said, he spent two and a half million dollars or something uh, uh, very early on on this. There are signs everywhere. You can see him go up early, Uh, just like his uh, my congressman, Mikey Zell. He's he's concerned, too. Uh, And we see the same signs down here in Gulfport. side by side because the establishment is trying to save them for their big donors uh, and keep them in office. I think you nailed it when you said that, uh, by the way, your thoughts. Yeah, you're, you're, you're spot on, you know, and I want to speak to the whole idea of national defense. If we had a foreign invasion in our state of say, uh, just a, you know, 10 foreign, uh, military actors coming in and kill one or two of our citizens, we would mobilize the full force of our military to just destroy them. But yet we have a hundred thousand people a year, Americans, Americans now dying from fentanyl, which is coming from China and coming through that Southern border. If you really cared about American defense, if you really cared about the American people and our safety, don't you think it would make sense if you're losing a city's population every year, to a drug that's coming across a wide open border, being fed by China, that you would do something. It's very disingenuous, very hypocritical. And, and I, you know, you were spot on when you brought up what's coming, not just that we've got human trafficking, like you would not believe. And it's a, it's a sickening nightmare of a crime that is being fed by, by this wide open border. So if you really care about the defense of America and the, the, then how about you actually defend America? Um, It's just a spin, and I hope people will see through it. Uh, His commercials, another spin. He knows he's weak on these issues, so that's what he keeps hammering and pumping, hoping if he says it enough, it'll become true and people will believe it. But it's not true, and people are waking up. 
Yeah, they are waking up, uh, you know, and uh, uh, you also wouldn't, uh, uh, you would do something to stop manufacturers that use the Uyghur slave labor. The Uyghurs are Muslims that are in concentration camps and are used as slave labor uh, over in the People's Republic of Communist China. Uh, and those products yes. are, are brought into the United States every single day. And there hasn't been one Republican uh, that has the power like Roger Wicker does. He's the senior Republican on the Armed Services Committee in the United States Senate. What has he done for real? Not just a bill that he wrote uh, uh, that didn't get passed, but what has he done from a policy perspective? I mean, he helped put this Ukraine policy in place, and he's pushing it. He wants Biden to go. He wants us to go to war and have our kids protecting Ukraine's border from Russia as opposed to our own border from these hundreds of thousands of enemies of the United declared enemies of the United States of America, my goodness, uh, that are coming in here and killing people with these drugs and, uh, and shootings and all kinds of things. Uh, you know, Dan, it's, uh, it's just really, really, it's, it's despicable, but it's also pitiful uh, that it's so easy to see. Uh, and we just got to get the American voters and Mississippi voters to take a stand and, and stop this, no matter how much millions of dollars this guy has to spend on his election uh, and get one of you guys in a runoff with him. Well, and you're right. And, and here's the, the thing for all your listeners, every single person has a sphere of influence. It might be your family. It might be your coworkers. It might be a classroom that you teach to whatever it is. You have a sphere of influence and you can speak, you can speak truth into the void, into the darkness. And that's what it's going to take. It's going to take Americans waking up. It's going to take people saying, Hey, let me, who are you voting for? Let me tell you why that's a bad choice or that's a great choice. Let me tell you what's going on. And, and it is up to us as Americans. If you love your country, you've got to educate everyone in your sphere of influence of what's going on. Otherwise, it'll be business as usual. And we already know what business as usual looks like. It, it looks like the destruction of the United States of America. And I don't want that. And I don't know anybody that wants that, uh, at least would openly admit that. Um, there are people that are acting like that's what they want, but, but uh, I, I'm willing to do whatever it takes. And if that means drive 2,000 miles a, a week campaigning and sitting in a Walmart parking lot with bad cell reception to, to speak on your show, I'll do it. I will, I will do it till the day I die if it means saving our great republic. And, uh, and so get out there influence your sphere yep hashtag anybody but wicker uh folks uh let's take uh one more question from the audience before we close out the show dan we got a hand up over there go ahead cat shell go ahead jen hi colonel um i am from michigan which is greatly affected by the changes that were made with manufacturing uh, a lot of it going out of the state and has been out of the state for years um what bills would be supported by you if you got in office? Would you support the right to repair? Would you support tariffs? Um, anything that would benefit the middle class manufacturing to come back uh, and regulations also, because basically those were the three, <laughs> the three main things that many of us talk about in Michigan that would benefit us greatly. That, that's a very good question. The, um, you know, we're playing a game where we're playing by one set of rules and the rest of the world plays by another. And, and if it means that was one of the things that we saw when Donald Trump came in, the way the Chinese would flood our steel markets and he placed tariffs on it, that there is a place for that. 
it is it is unfair for us to to give away the farm and not even be playing the same game with totally different rules so yes i i am all about uh bringing american manufacturing home one of the ways we do that is and and one of the ways we started doing that was to take and reduce the corporate you know the corporate tax um everywhere else in the world had a lower corporate uh tax rate than the us so of course Apple was going to keep their $100 billion in reserves in another country. Uh, we want people to repatriate their manufacturing, their businesses, their finances. And, and unless we're playing the game by the same rules, that's not going to happen. And so we need, we need uh, elected leaders that will put America and Americans first. And that means American businesses as well, because uh, that is the lifeblood of our nation. So. So I, I would 100% do anything within my power and support any efforts by uh, the president or or Congress that would do just that, um, because we are we are getting ourselves in a place to where we're not going to be independent at all. We're going to be completely dependent on every other nation but ourselves. Absolutely right, Dan. Well, well, before we close the show out, uh, where can folks donate to you and folks? Uh, listeners out there, uh, the stuff takes some money. You don't have to have as much money as an incumbent, but you got to have some. Uh, so go do donate to Dan. Uh, Dan, Dan, where can they find your donate link? Yeah, you can go to danubanks.com. That's D-A-N-E-U-B-A-N-K-S.com. You can follow me on my socials. You can see where I stand on all the issues and you can donate. And, you know, I had a gentleman the other day said, I'm on a fixed income, but I want to give you some money. I said, I said, you know what, pray for me first, but if you can give something, every dollar helps. Um, whether it's $10 or $1,000, um, I, I can use it, and it's going to be what we need. It's the ammo we need in order to get the message out there these last 30 days so that we can educate our sphere. And, and so uh, I would encourage that. If anybody is in a position where they can donate, uh, come join Team Eubanks. And if you know people in Mississippi or you live in Mississippi, tell everyone you know to get out on March the 12th and uh, to, you can bank on Eubanks. Just just vote and let's get him out and let's send a big, giant message to Mitch McConnell and the rest of the machine and establishment that we're not going to take it anymore. It's hashtag time to go, right? Absolutely. Hashtag anybody but Wicker. Uh, Dan, thank you very much for spending so much time with us today. Be safe out there on the road. Uh, we want you to get where you're going so you can continue to deliver this message and encourage people to vote for you to fire Roger Wicker. So anybody but Wicker's the hashtag. Go donate to him. Uh, you can call Roger Wicker at 202-224-6253 and let him know you're not happy with him not defending the United States of America. His What he says is his number one job. That's it for Training Tuesday. We'll see you tomorrow. It's Whistleblower Wednesday, but it's Valentine's Day, and I'm going to go out of my comfort zone, uh, and we're going to talk a new book by a very good author. It's going to be great. I'm Rob Manus, Patriot.tv Live. We bring you the facts and the truth right here. <laughs>